Well, hey there, American Farmsteaders. This is Jenny with the Gramstead Family Farm. And of course, I'm here with Donna from Hazelbell Farm. Hey. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Um, we are coming to y'all today, um, coming still dealing with crazy Florida weather. Yeah. Right. Like, it wasn't just like two weeks ago that we were preparing for a hurricane mm-hmm. and preparing for a flood. Mm-hmm. And crazy Florida man showed up and said, hey, we're going to have a freeze. Go home, Florida man. You're drunk. (laughs) We didn't get a freeze, thankfully. No, we did not get a freeze. And yeah, I guess that would not be the technical term. I guess we were predicted to get a frost. Yeah, I think our panhandle friends got a freeze. Yeah. I think so. Um, And we did have patches of frost here. Um, but it wasn't super bad, so. I don't know if we actually had frost or not because my plan was to go out before the sun hit the plants, hit the garden, and hose everything off. So I did that before the sun was quite, uh, I mean, it was like first light. And so yeah. there may have been some frost that I didn't see, but it was still kind of dark. Still dark, yeah. Yeah. Which is a really good trick um, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, if you do have a light frost, <clears throat> if you get out into the garden and your plants down before the sunlight hits it, mm-hmm. it'll not burn your plants. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize, um, I, and I was, I was one of these people not that long ago, actually, that, um, frost and freeze don't necessarily go hand in hand No, that you can get frost as warm as 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas your, your freeze is obviously 32, but, um, yeah, it just depends on the atmospheric conditions. Like yesterday it was cold as well, but it, yeah. it was dry. Yeah. And so we didn't have that frost advisory like we did this morning. Um, and then the other thing is a lot of people don't know, like, why, why does the frost kill the plant? Um, well, not all plants again, cause we're in that weird, we're in that weird time, right? Yeah. We're in yeah. that transition, <laughs> favorite garden season. We're always in yes. transition. I feel like. But, um, yeah, a lot of those, um, a lot of those plants, I go out and hose them off and get the frost off so that that saves the plant. Cause what actually kills the plant is the thawing of the plant when, okay. when those, uh, cells thaw out and warm up that they kind of explode and that kills the plant. So doing it slowly by getting the ice off before the sun hits it is, is the trick. That's what does it. So. Very good. Well, uh, I took extra precautions because I have tomatoes in the ground and that are blooming and they look mm-hmm. beautiful and they've been growing so good. Mm-hmm. And um, I went ahead and covered all my tomatoes and my new strawberry plugs. Mm-hmm. I ended up just throwing a little sheet over those. Um, that was smart. There was actually a few things that, because I just put plants in the ground from mm-hmm. Scrub Fest. Yeah. So we have like all these new, really cool tropical plants and we're going to have a freeze. <laughs> and so I guess most of the plants, some of them are new to me. So hopefully I'm correct in my thinking here, but um, most of those plants will eventually do fine in our climate. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe the first year or two protect them when while it's they're frost. young and small. Right. Right. So I did have some stuff that I ended up uh, needing to cover, but everything did great. The only thing that looks like it was cold was my banana tree, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's up high. So, mm-hmm. um, 
My tomatoes didn't look extra happy this morning when I hosed them down. I did go back out uh, later and give everything a look over in the sunlight, and they looked fine then. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it actually worked out okay for me being able to cover so much um, because normally, like any Floridian, I would be scrambling to cover my garden in a surprise frost. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, I ended up lucking out just like a day or two ago. Um, Tori went and picked up this blessing of fabric that we got from a, oh, a friend's aunt. That's right. You just told yeah, me about so it. Yeah, so we got a call like a week ago from a friend, and he's like, hey, my aunt has this giant roll of fabric in her garage, and she just needs it gone. Like, you know, would y'all have any use for it? It's John Deere fabric, and it is a whole bolt so i mean it's like <laughs> it's your it's, garden it's like five <laughs> it's like five feet long and mm-hmm. in like a i mean originally when we got it, it was probably like two and a half foot diameter wow. roll like it's a ton of fabric like it took two grown men to get it out of the truck wow and so when i first saw this roll of fabric i thought oh lord what, what did i, I do <laughs> Why did I take on this free roll of apron fabric? Because it's 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 like printed aprons and oven mitts that you can cut out and sew. So funny. There's probably like two thousand John Deere aprons in the roll. Well, <laughs> and it's not like I could even like make them and sell it because it's printed on the fabric for non-commercial home use only. Who in their right mind has that? I don't oh my know. Gosh. I don't know. So. Um, it was just kind of sitting in my yard and I was like, what am I going to do with all this? Like I might make one or two aprons, right. 10 at best, you know? Right. Um, and so I heard about this frost and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Yeah. I have this giant roll of fabric. And so like everything got covered in John Deere fabric. That's so, so funny. Um, my garden looked super cute. I bet. <laughs> There's no, there's no like question, you know, when you, is this an old sheet? Is this a good sheet? Like, what am I allowed to use in the garden when you send your kids for, hey, go grab some sheets. Right. So So go get the John Deere fabric. Go get the John Deere fabric. And so um, I pulled it out there and, you know, I custom cut it to all of my garden rows. So now I have like garden row fabric cover, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it worked out perfect. It was like a huge blessing, like. Like, oh, okay. That's funny. 800 pounds of fabric. Yeah. Well, and it's so long, like you could wrap your citrus trees. Oh, you totally could. Yeah. Do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. So Mm -hmm. um, it did a good job of keeping everything nice and toasty. Well, I'm glad that this first frost is behind us because we're back up to the 80s this weekend. Yeah. And it doesn't look like we have a freeze in our near future at all. So it's It's just gorgeous weather, gorgeous, perfect temps, and my favorite garden season. Yes. Um, That'll give us lots of time before winter to let all the new stuff settle in. Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely been some new stuff going in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, what What have you put in? Um, well, I did get some goji berries from Scrub Fest last week. Those I have not put in because I'm really just really trying to think about where I want them to go. I did put mine on a trellis. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did. I put them side by side. Full sun. They're full sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I've got a short 
cattle panel, like a piece of a cattle panel okay. already there. Yeah. It's like, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, yeah. Um, I do have a couple of those already up and in the ground. Um, that's going to be like my new grocery row garden area. So mm-hmm. that might be a good place for the goji berries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got my ginger put in. Mm-hmm. I got my green tea plant put in. Me too. Um, I did not put in Okinawa. No. No. I brought that up to the porch. Gonna wait. Yeah. I repotted it, potted it up into a bigger container. Um, but I want to definitely make sure that doesn't die this winter. Because you're going to wait till spring. Yeah. I think I'm just going to leave it in the pot as long as it's happy and growing. Sure. And, um, you know, to be able to protect it good from the frost. Mm-hmm. So. Good idea. Yeah. But I sewed a bunch of stuff. Did you? I did. Like... Pretty much everything that, except for the new grocery row garden area, everything else is planted, minus like a couple little sections here and there. Uh-huh. Um, so I got, um, in between all of my tomatoes, mm-hmm. I did carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully those come up good. I mean, literally, I put out all my seeds like two days before this little frost shenanigan thing i think it's fine but none of them were sprouted yet so yeah i think it's fine yeah i haven't put in carrots yet i've been walking around with a bag of carrot seed in my pocket (laughs) all week isn't that so funny (laughs) i've been i did that with a packet of rutabaga it was like yeah every time i would leave to go outside i would put these seeds in my back pocket (laughs) and at the end of the day i'm like dang it crap i still got these seeds in my pocket (laughs) yeah I've so I've been doing that with rutabaga, um, carrots, and radishes. Radishes are one of those. I never devote space to radishes. They just yeah. kind of go because they're so fast growing. It's just here and there. Yeah, they kind of go everywhere, and um, and I like to succession sow them. So um, every week, like once a week, I'll throw down some radish seeds. So those are often in my pocket, but I didn't. I didn't put any of those in. Um, I did get in all the new things that I got from Scrub Fest. So. All the same things you just said, minus yeah. this. I didn't get the Okinawa spinach. The guava. You your, put your guava in. I did. I have not put my guava in because it's going to go in my new area. Yeah, I put it in my new area okay, for good. grocery row. So good. that row, I don't know how long those rows are. I want to say 20 feet, maybe mm-hmm. 25 feet, yeah. my rows. Um, so they're, they're, they're shorter garden rows, but um, I've... I will have six of them when all is said and done. Very nice. So that row has the green tea and the guava. I'd okay. like to put one more in the middle between. Those are on the ends. I left plenty of room on from the tree to the end of the row to be able to do something like a, a medium level yes. height. And then, of course, some ground cover stuff later. Uh-huh. But um, the row next to that has two pineapples in it that were just tops, yeah. you know, that I planted that I don't really know what I'm right. doing there, but they're, they're, they're gorgeous. <laughs> right. They <laughs> they're <look> growing. <laughs> um, and then I had, um, I put strawberries in a bed and I had a handful left over, maybe nine or 10. And I planted those around those pineapples. So I'm kind of in my yes. head working through the, the mm-hmm. whole leveling thing. Yes. And that's basically what I've had on my mind as I've been out there. Like I'm really starting to look at the corners of my garden Uh differently. Mm -hmm. And of course the grocery rows, Mm -hmm. um, which 
that's going to take a little bit of work. I've got some clearing to do in those back corners because it's full of dog fennel. Right. And I started to get into it the other day. I was out there by myself and nobody was home. And I started to get into these dang dog fennels with the machete and found a hornet's nest. Oh, I thought you were going to say a snake. No. I find snakes in my garden all the time, though. Yeah. They love those back corners. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah... I'm going to back out of here because nobody's <laughs> home. and so I can fire bomb it or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. So I told Tori and the boys the other day, I'm like, hey, y'all, like, I'm going to need y'all for probably like 30 minutes at some point this weekend. Mm-hmm. And y'all can go in there and get in those back corners with me and mm-hmm. tear out that dog fennel. And that way, if somebody does get into a hornet's nest, we're at least not alone. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Because misery likes company. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I'm starting to, um, like you said. I've had a mental shift in the garden. I really have had a mental shift in the garden, too, and Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, it has opened up a whole new world of, like, wait a second. Why have I just been doing Mm -hmm. these row crops? Like, I have totally missed that boat, so I'm glad that I'm finally on that boat. Well, and that's what I love so much about this grocery row garden concept is that, like, permaculture I know there's order in it I know there is and like the biology and the ecology and all of like it makes sense yes but you can't see it no it seems so out of order it seems so out of order it seems a little wild for me yeah I really do like my rose it's way too wild for Eric because the times that I have not planted a rose he's like what is happening? <laughs> right. Like, like there's just green beans everywhere. There's right. potatoes everywhere. Like he doesn't get it at all. Yeah. And then when I ask for help for people to come out, it's I, hard. I can't just give directions of like, Hey, go pick that. Right. You know, go over there to that row and weed that row Yeah. or harvest that row. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I like the idea of the rows because it does give me a little bit more direction. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to like contain and if I don't do it in rows, I tend to lose stuff to the weeds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yes, definitely. It's less messy and, and less lost. Yeah. Um, I, my, it's so eye-appealing to have rows. I'm, my eyes yeah. love it. Like when I go out I right now too. and I've got these new, beautiful, pristine rows. I know. With pretty mulch in the walkways. Like it's so nice. Yes. And that's another thing I need is a load of mulch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the new area. And the new area is just going to take time because it's um, it's three rows. And if I had to guess, they're probably about 40 or 50 feet each. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good amount of space. But the rows are already there and done. And they're nice and wide. But I really need some ground cover. Mm. Which leads me to another point. <clears throat> Not point, but new thing that I've got going on in the garden I don't know when it happened or what it is, but I've got this new plant growing in my garden. It only gets like an inch tall. Um, it's very, very, very small, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a ground cover. It's like a mossy-ish kind of, it, it feels like it should be in a forest. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really low ground cover. 
And I haven't really pulled any of it out except for in my rows where I'm planting, but mm-hmm. I've been leaving it and letting it run in the walkways. Mm-hmm. It's going through my mulch mm-hmm. and I'm kind of starting to think, should I be doing living walkways? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a neat thought. Um, I have to take a look at that plant and see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll walk out and look at it because, um, it seems really hardy. Hmm. You know, you're walking on it and I'm walking on it. It's still living and and spreading. It was very easy to clear off of my rose when I was ready to seed those rows. Does it have a little flower on it? Um, yeah, some of it does like microscopic. I mean, this plant is like so, so small. Okay. So I have to see it. So yeah, I'm just kind of going with it well, for that, now. That leads me to something I've been thinking about only because I've heard about it through um, Homesteading Family. Okay. So they have a podcast. They yeah. do their pantry chat on their podcast. They're an adorable family. Yeah. Um, but he I'm does... doing one of her herb, herbalism classes Are right you? now. I am. Right now? Yeah, right now. It's just her free one. It's like a four-part video series. You can probably get it on YouTube, but um, it was something I got through my email, and mm-hmm. I was like, I've sure. been getting into that lately. So I'm like, yeah, she's she's a smart chick. Let's mm-hmm. see what she has yeah. to say. Yeah, they both are. Yeah. They both are smart. Not chicks, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> He's not. They have a lot of knowledge in the, <laughs> they do. In the homestead world, but um, planting especially, but one of the newer things that he's doing is growing mushrooms in their wood chip walkways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in their garden rows, and that mm-hmm. really got me thinking. And so their latest pantry chat that they did, they talked about how they're going to probably have too many mushrooms and end up selling them in the spring. I was like, what a wow. cool problem to have. But not only that, but that spreads that mycelium throughout your garden yeah. by, by letting it be there in the wood chips and the walkways. So, mm-hmm. um, that has me thinking as well. I, I like the idea of living walkways until it comes to be May in Florida and we have daily rains and dollar weed sets in or, you know, grass right now. My issue is grass, um, that I'm just now getting a handle on. Yeah. So, dollar weed. Like I said, I think I said before on the podcast, um, Somebody told me the trick to do- to dollar weed, or if you have dollar weed in your garden, it means you're watering too much. I was like, you're not in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> because either it's raining every day or it needs rain every day because it's so hot, you know? Right. It's either or. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dollar weed is a problem. So, I like letting stuff live in the walkways, I'm not there. It's a totally different concept for me. And normally I just would have yanked it out and mm-hmm. thrown more mulch down. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, well, I guess I kind of know the reason why I let it go. I just wasn't in the garden um, towards the end of summer because my garden was a flop spring and summer. I mean, we did get a little bit out of it, but. Well, it's hard to be motivated to go out when you've had yeah. that kind of season. Yeah. So, um, I had just really been ignoring it and not doing much out there and, you know. Now I will say this is the first year that I have had all mulch walkways. So yeah. I have had living walkways. Yeah. 
and the grass the grass gets in it does and and don't get me wrong i mean that nice ground cover is only in like one section of my garden there's mm-hmm. plenty of other sections of my garden that have ground cover right now that has to go mm-hmm. you know it's grassy it's weedy right um i could really probably get in there with the weed whacker Mm-hmm. I just got to find the power line, guys. I got to find where for they're at mulch. for yeah. some mulch. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't been in our neck of the woods, have they? No, I haven't seen them recently. So um, I really need to do that in order to get the grocery row garden going and plants. Well, and I mean, so I think it's going to be a it, slow. You can find it pretty affordable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it'll be a slow process. I'm not going to rush the grocery row garden um, thing. But I am going to start actively kind of looking for just a thing or two here and there. Yes, exactly. Here and there. And share cuttings. Mm -hmm. Like, I can totally start more papayas. Mm -hmm. Um, I can start more mulberries. Mm -hmm. So we need to get on the propagation game. I know. You know what I want to... I want to ask that um, Sam at Scrubland Farms. Mm -hmm. I want to ask him if they would do a propagation and grafting class. Like they need to host a class, sell admission. They would make some money for their time and their, yes. their knowledge. And, um, that would be amazing. I would totally sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we would, we would get to learn. So, yeah. Cause I need to be shown how to do it. Like yeah. I need my hand help. Yeah. You know, I would like to see it too. I mean, I've taken a cutting or two here and there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but not anything really past that. So it would be really nice to hear from some folks that do it on the regular. Right. Because you know that they have like insider stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be super cool to go and do that. And then after we learn to do it, we can get together like a little propagation group. And do it. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Just like swap. And, and everybody can propagate Whatever they have, one thing, two things, whatever, and then get together and swap. What a great way to grow your garden. Yeah. And grow community. Right. Right. Because it's so important too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That would be super fun. And I mean, what a great way to grow the garden. Not cost an arm and a leg. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially for these mm-hmm. perennial things, because those are like your heavy hitters. You know, if you're going and buying a perennial, like it's going to cost you a little bit more than your regular mm-hmm. annual. Especially a tree, if you're looking for an established size <laughs> tree, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to cost. Going to cost a bit. It's going to cost a bit. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should message him about that. Definitely. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I have I have a short list of trees I would like to get in this fall. Okay. Before winter comes. Yes. I want them to wake up in the spring. That's what in I the was garden. thinking. So I want some peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a grapefruit that I need to move into the garden, out of the yard. And I don't know when the best time to do that is. I was thinking yeah. probably after the fruit is done. Well, but that's a citrus. They they stay pretty heavy fruited through the winter, don't they? Yeah. So I don't yeah. really know what to do. So I have same dilemma. Okay. Because I don't know why I did this, but I put three peach trees out in my front yard. Mm-hmm. And I guess I envisioned more trees being out there. Mm-hmm. And those are the only ones that survived. Mm-hmm. But um, I hate where they're at. Right. 
And one of them gives us a good amount of peaches, but we can't ever get any because of the chickens. Right. And so I'm actually thinking about digging those peach trees up and trying to relocate those. Into your grocery rows. Into the back of the grocery row garden. Like give them both a back corner maybe. Um, How tall are they? How big are they? Um, they are probably about five feet tall. Okay. And, um, you know, they're bushy. They're kind of big around. Yeah, but not too big that not, you can't move them. No, they're not obnoxiously big. And um, they've probably been in the ground up there for maybe three years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're not super old. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to do a little research on that to mm-hmm. find out when the best time is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think that the best time is probably coming up because, like you said, they can just kind of be in dormancy and wake up in the springtime and be ready to grow. Yeah, every time I do something like that, I have to look it up. Like, is when is the right yeah. time and how and all of that. Um, I'd like to be better versed in that, but I just don't have a lot of experience in it for me to remember. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, a book that is on my quick list that I want to get like now is grow a little fruit tree. I can't remember the author's name, but, um, it is one I'm looking for. I'm probably just going to buy it from Amazon used somebody, you know, which is going to be some used bookstore on Amazon and I'm happy to support them. Yes. (laughs) Um, But Grow a Little Fruit Tree is supposed to be about growing any kind of fruit tree to keep it in a dwarf stage, or not necessarily dwarf, but where you can reach and grab all the fruits and how to prune them properly so that you still get just as much fruit off of them. Yes. So that's the key that I'm looking for. Like, I I need to, I want that unlocked. Yes. When I planted my papaya trees, um, I ran across an article that talked about just that because mm-hmm. papaya trees can get like stupid tall. Right. And then you can't get the fruit off. Of right. Them. And so that whole article was about how to prune them mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. what to look for. And so I've been pruning my papaya trees like the article says, and they're getting pretty tall. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I got a tall husband and he owns lots of ladders. So There you go. And boys. I got <laughs> boys, boys that climb trees. Right, like monkeys. <laughs> Go up and get that fruit, little monkey. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so um, what else am I putting in? I, I planted this week. Oh, I did something really dumb. I So I started a bunch of seeds to sell seedlings, to sell okay. you know little small starts to, yeah. um, for other people's gardens. And um, I did really well at that, but I overseeded cauliflower. Okay. So I have a ton of that left. Those have been going in everywhere. We're going to have cauliflower for like two years, I swear, once it's all harvested. Do you plant those out in the sun? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you end up with extras, I have a couple holes I could Oh, fill. I'll bring some to you. Yeah. Yeah. I should have brought you some. Um, so I've got a lot of those. And then I sold all of my broccoli. I didn't plant broccoli before I sold them all. It's like, surely there's more broccoli here. No, it's all cauliflower. (laughs) So, um, and then I didn't, I didn't save back enough cabbage for myself either. I have a cabbage that's a Chinese cabbage that I planted quite a bit, um, in my own garden, but, um, it's good for kimchi and, um, you know, cooking with and that kind of stuff. But, um, heading cabbage I didn't save enough of so I'm starting some of those starting some broccoli I did buy some broccoli starts 
So, well, yeah. I, I mean, sold all of mine. Yeah, I mean, you need to because they take so long. Yeah, you know, like I don't want to wait that long. So I, I, I got some more of my own started too. So I'm doing both. Okay. So, um, sugar snap peas. Nice. Those I just planted. I didn't um, even think about putting any of those down. Sometime this week, yeah. Okay. I, so they were on, I had a trellis up still from tomatoes. Perfect. Pulled all the tomatoes out, cleaned it up. Sugar snap peas. Mm-hmm. So um, excited about that. We need to order onions. Yes, we do need to order onions. Because um, it's like time to put them in now. It's time for them to go in now, yeah, for mm-hmm. springtime harvest. So we need to talk to our group of people. <clears throat> um, so we like to order onion sets from Dixondale Onions mm-hmm. or Dixondale Farms. Out in Texas. Out yeah. in Texas. We've had really, really great success with their sets. Yes. And um, the the thing is you can buy a bundle for I don't know how much money it is, but for just a little bit more money. Um, you can buy a whole case, yeah. which is several bundles, and then um, you just split those. Split with it a with group friends, of friends and put onions everywhere. Yeah. Do you remember the one time I think just me and you split it a case? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I did have onions for two years that year. It was that was crazy. There was onions everywhere. I mean, we had. It was the first year that I got serious about onions. Like oh my I had gosh. planted them before, but this was like. I, yeah, I, I really, I learned how to, re- to properly fertilize and take care of them and all of that. Um, Speaking of onions. What? What? I found, when I was cleaning out my garden, I found an onion that was still in the ground yeah. that is trying to go to seed. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, perfect. I'll just leave you right there. You can live there. Yep. You mm-hmm. can live there. You're happy. And I'll get your seeds. I, um have some onion seeds and I just I can't do it I'm I'm never good at starting them it's hard seed. I've, I've heard it, it is I've yeah. not done it yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> every year I try and I every year I go why did I try <laughs> so Dixon Dale is my go-to for that yeah um and they have a good like they have a, a really good website gives some knowledge about like what kind of onions are suited for your, for area. your area storage onions versus um you know, quicker eating onions. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of good education there. Yeah. So um, we like that. I've got garlic to put in, but I didn't get elephant garlic. So we yeah, need to get on I, that train too. Yeah, I still want elephant garlic for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never done that before, but I'm banking that I'll like it. So I have, and, and we liked it. Okay. Um, I can't think of what else is going in. I put my ginger in. Yeah, I put that in a shady spot. I did too. My, I put my ginger under my papaya trees. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And then my green tea is on the other side of my papaya trees, also kind of in partial shade. Hey, so yeah, my green tea is partial shade. Um, I mean, it gets quite a bit of sun. Yeah. But it gets some shade too. Do we need to protect that from frost? I did cover mine just because it was something new and it just went in the ground. Right. I think once it gets established after a couple of years, it's fine. Because it's also in that same like East Asia yeah. native, right? Yeah. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think eventually it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um, I put in some bok choy seeds. Oh, yay. Yep. And did you direct sow them? I did. Okay. Direct sowed them. Those are also in between some tomatoes, mm. which I've never done that before, but mm-hmm. I'm like, meh, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I put in some mustards and some collards, mm-hmm. a kale mix. I've got some kale going in. Yep. I've got some. Oh yeah, I me as well. Yep. I have some kohlrabi. Oh, yeah, nice. Yep. I didn't think about that. And something else I can't remember. You know what I need to start is some tap soy. I grew that for the first time. I've never grown that. Two years ago. I really like it. Okay. I'm, what is it? What is it like? How it's an, it's like a, it's like a spinach, a green. Um, it grows. It's like a smaller leaf. Okay. Um, but it grows like in a perfect round circle okay. close to the ground. It's real pretty. And it loves the frost. So like when it gets that first kiss of frost, it's so like a lot of your greens, you know, your collards and that. It's so yummy. Um, and it's beautiful in the garden. Nice. That's yeah. the one thing I love about this time of year gardening. You can grow all the greens, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and I did buy some lettuce seed to start. I do have mm-hmm. a, a variety of lettuce that actually did good for me the last couple of years here. And I probably will kind of put some of that in maybe here and there. But mm-hmm. um, after listening to the speakers at Scrub Fest, I'm, I'm really just not going to focus on lettuce a whole lot well because I've, I've got enough other leafy green things in there and you know like here's my problem with lettuce and like salad mix and all of that in florida yeah it grows well in the winter right when i don't for, want salad right for <laughs> a very short window right very short window right and then we get these spikes of 80 85 between our frosty times right and everything wants to bolt yeah or get bitter and mushy. And mushy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's difficult. I mean, not to say it can't be done or just to discourage anybody from growing their salad garden. Like, if that's if that's what you love, then do it. Do it. Um, but I don't know how much space I want to devote. Dedicate. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, that's something I could be planting something else. Right. In there. So. Yeah. Like, my normal beds where I would have put lettuce actually got some strawberries put in there because I'm like, you know what? That mm-hmm. lettuce window is sh- so short. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dedicate this big raised bed to that and not have a whole lot going on in there mm-hmm. when I can put some strawberries in there and something will be in there year round. Right. So. And soon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really excited about the strawberries. Mm-hmm. My old strawberries that so I had planted them last year when we ordered strawberries. Right. I planted them directly in the ground, realized that was really stupid. It was a really bad spot and they needed to be in a box. And I've never had great strawberries before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like my babies, I really want these I know, to work. Right? Will you please live? Yes. <laughs> so I dug them all up and I put them in a box and they kind of limped along through summer because it was way later in the summer but, or in the spring by the time I finally did that. Well, they look gorgeous. They are running. Like some plants have run to make four new plants. Sweet. Yes. So I'm hoping that box is full next year Mm -hmm. and I can start plucking runners out to Mm -hmm. to plant somewhere else or Mm -hmm. possibly sell. I don't know. I might hoard those for myself forever. The strawberries (laughs) are the bomb. (laughs) The ones, those that I did harvest were very good, but I just got like three and four berries at a time at the very most right. because I had just moved them. And then I tried to pick off the flowers because I wanted them yes. to get established. Mm-hmm. So it, the berries that I did get were like, oops, I missed. Right. I missed that one. So, 
Um, yeah, next year's. I'm super excited about Yeah, it. I'm looking forward to the strawberries this coming year. Yeah, and hey, a nod to Haas Tools, who we ordered okay. our plugs from. Okay. Because those, I will never, if I order strawberries again, I'm not doing bare root crowns. No. They came in those plugs, and they are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So much green on them. Live roots, like good living soil came with them. I, that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look great now that they're in the ground. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Got a good watering. I put a little, um, I like to, when I put anything in the ground, I like to use a, a good, um, expensive <laughs> potting soil to, <laughs> to put around them. And especially in these new beds that I have that are yeah. pretty lifeless. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. I did fertilize this week. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I have just, I bought a good organic granular fertilizer mm-hmm. and um, put that on everything before rain. I've been watering on the weekly with my swamp water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Everything's nice and green. Seems to like it. I got to get on that boat. Yeah. Because it's free. It is free, you know, and you'll, like, once you start you know, looking around for stuff to throw in it, like you find all this stuff that you can put in it. So, um, I've used about half of my 55 gallon drum of mine now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'm starting to add stuff back to it and I'll probably top it off with some water and let it fresh water. Yep. Let Mm -hmm. it break down again. And, um, it's kind of stinky when it's breaking down, but it gets to a point where it, it, doesn't smell anymore. <laughs> Did you hear somebody at Scrubfest asked in the Q&A with David the Good, asked um, something about, like, how, how do you deal with the smell or um, how do you deal with neighbors with the smell, with the swamp water or whatever? <laughs> he goes, oh, my God, you use that stuff? It stinks so bad. <laughs> I know. He's like, that'll kill stuff. <laughs> That's disgusting. Why do you do that? <laughs> so funny. That was a hilarious answer. Yeah, it does stink. <laughs> Like, it, it's rotting material. If you have it rotting is. material, it's... Te- I have, like... I'm going to use this word loosely. Compost. A compost space <laughs> right. <laughs> right now. Um, it's not. It's basically where I just keep piling up stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so the latest thing that we did <laughs> were my... <laughs> if you've been a listener, then you've heard about my sweet potato garage sweet potato saga. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those move, made it out of the garage a couple months ago and that's it just out of the garage. They were in a wagon. It got rained in. So they've been flooded. Mm-hmm. So I finally pulled it out to the garden where they sat flooded <laughs> until I realized like, okay, like this, that is, was the beginning of your swamp water. It was. <laughs> yeah. It, the smell was getting to me when I walked past the wagons. Like, okay, I'm going to drag it over to the compost area. And I dumped it. And we could, the, my garden is, I don't know, 50 yards from the house, 70 it's a yards good, from it's the house. It's a good bit. We can smell it at the back door. It's like, I got in trouble with my people. <laughs> what is that smell? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. What gosh, did y'all do out there? <laughs> so gross. So, yeah, I can see how if you're, like, on a metro lot that, like, your neighbors are not going to be happy with your swamp water in the you backyard. Just, you just have to get a good barrel with a good lid. A lid, right? You, know, you okay. just have to put a lid on it. And then that keeps all the mosquitoes out of it, the yeah. flies, whatever else wants to get in there. Um, and it, it just keeps the smell down. Yeah. But after a while, after you let it sit, it really doesn't smell. It doesn't smell now. It, yeah. But it was a good couple days. It was pretty gross. Yeah. So. 
But, you know, I mean, it could have been, like, something else I disturbed when I threw those sweet potatoes on there. Because there's also some, there's grass and there's weeds and there's, like, cow crap. And um, what else did I put in there? I, I don't know. Chicken right. bedding, chicken litter bedding and um, okra that was too big that I missed. Yeah. You know, there's there's probably a five-gallon bucket of okra in there that much, so... Oh, well. Exactly. It's stuff. I need to get it, like, mixed, mm-hmm. piled, yeah. moistened, yeah. add the green in all at once, But because I'm getting a really good amount of mass to where I can do that. Right. I'm excited about it. Yeah, you need a bunch of grass clippings, mm-hmm. a bunch of leaves. Which nothing, like, the grass isn't growing, now. I know. I know. So, I mean, I can find green. Like, I've got plenty of green at our place. I can mm-hmm. figure it out, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't use a bag on our mower. So, like, when we do mow grass, it just goes right back to the ground, which our ground needs it, too. Which is nice. But, yeah, I told Tori the other day, you know, it'd be really nice, really convenient to have a bag mm-hmm. for the push mower. I asked Eric, because he just bought this new mower, uh-huh. like, two months ago. Uh-huh. So, does it come with a bag? He said, no, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's like, okay, never mind. I mean, it's some, an option. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to have a bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Every now and again when you're looking for a big load of grass clippings for your compost pile. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I've been composting in the garden lately is um, I have my old aquaponics tank. Um, The boys wanted to clean it out and fill it up because they were convinced that they were going to go get some fish from the pond and Mm -hmm. let the, they were going to feed the fish up and use them as bait to go fishing. And so Mm -hmm. they wanted to put them in my old aquaponics tank. So I, sure, you know, if y'all want to clean it out, it needs to be cleaned out. So that's perfect (laughs) for me. (laughs) How about it? And so they did, they went and got like a bunch of fish, I don't know, maybe 20 of them. And they put them in there and like within you know, 10 hours, they were all floating, but I didn't want them to go to waste. I kind of felt bad about it, but, um, I got them all out of there and put them in a five gallon bucket and put it in the far corner of the garden. And, um, they've just been sitting in that bucket and I filled it up with water and man, it's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty, but it's actually pretty well broken down now where I have my papaya trees Um, which is also where I put my green tea and my ginger. And I have some blackberries over there, kind of all in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. I dug a hole and I poured about half of that rotted fish in there and covered it back up. Mm -hmm. So I'm saving the other half of my rotten fish bucket (laughs) for my strawberry guava tree area. Nice. Wow. But yeah, Tori walked up on that bucket the other day. He had no idea what I was doing. And he Something walked, died. Something right. Died. <laughs> he walked up on it. He was like, whoa, what is in this bucket? Oh, don't worry about it, honey. I'm just rotting fish over here. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So, you know, I mean, you got to use what you have, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's free. It's free fertilizer. So mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Yeah. There's another book that I want to also to get soon and it's just it's about companion planting okay it might be called companion planting (laughs) it's catchy (laughs) you know (laughs) um but it's supposed to have like the reasons why things work well together or don't work well together um and that there's a lot of science in there a lot of um you know just factual 
information as opposed to just reading on blogs whenever you Google search, right? Like, plant these things together yeah. or don't. It would be nice to know the reason. Right, right. So, um, and then there's a bunch of extra good information in it. Like, it takes a lot for me to want to have a book to keep. Yeah. Because I don't keep stuff. No, I, especially books. Like, it's got to be a good book mm-hmm. to land a spot on the shelf mm-hmm. and stay there. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a classic or a really good gardening book. Right. Yeah. So that one looks like one that I would reference a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, so I want it. Yeah. yeah. Companion planting, grow a little fruit tree. Um, and there's one more. So those are things that I'm, I'm considering as far as my garden goes right now. Other than that... I'd like to make some more nursery trips. And I know you said like one thing at a time, but... Well, I mean, one thing meaning like five things at a time. Like one thing for that row. Like one trip at a time. Right. (laughs) Right. I have become like really, I don't know if I want to say really bad about, but a new habit that has formed is, hey, I'm going to go check out the plants over here. Mm -hmm. Like while I'm out, I'm Mm going to go and... And yeah, go and, hit the clearance section. And I do. Like, oftentimes, bring home a plant. Yeah. Or a little four-pack or whatever. Yeah. And just plug them in here and there. Yeah. If I ever have time to kill and I'm by Ace Hardware, I'm going to hit their clearance section. Mm-hmm. I got a really nice hibiscus plant the other day there on clearance. Mm. That's going to go... I was going to plant it by my back porch, but now that I'm thinking grocery row garden, I'm like, you know what? I might just put that thing in my garden. Mm -hmm. And I know it's just an ornamental plant, but Mm -hmm. whatever, it's pretty. So real quick, let's talk about, um, just briefly, I didn't realize how long we've been going. Oh, Um, wow. I know, because it's plants. (laughs) It's plants. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about like the end of summer things. So what are you doing with the summer things that you've been growing? Oh, well, all of my summer stuff has been long gone other than my roselle. Mm -hmm. The roselle is pretty much the only thing that's in my garden right now, except for flowers that were, that was from summer. Mm -hmm. And I've been picking a ton of roselle and I've been making all the roselle things. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's exciting. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll grow it every year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I like them fresh. We've been drying them for tea Um, I mashed some up and poured honey in the jar Mm -hmm. and it's given me like this garnet colored honey. Ooh. It's beautiful. It's actually right here. Oh, Um, it's so pretty. Oh, it's very pretty. It is so pretty. I've got a fermentation weight in there to hold hold down that roselle. But man, you take a spoonful of that roselle honey and put it in your tea. It's beautiful. It's yeah. so good. And so it's for listeners. It's like the it's the color of your roselle, that cranberry, that deep purple cranberry color. Yeah, reddish purplish. It's very pretty. And it's honey. And it's honey. <laughs> you can't go wrong there. <laughs> that would just be good in a black tea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I actually made a whiskey drink the other night, and I even put a little spoonful in the mm, whiskey drink, and that was really good. Um, anytime I make tea now, I've been putting it in there. Um, what we else got have I done from some friends? So that, oh, yeah? that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know you probably have a ton of roselle too. Um, I have some supplies that are supposed to be delivered today by that lovely Amazon delivery driver. Um, um, I got some wine making supplies because I'm going to make Roselle wine. 
Mm. And I found a pretty easy recipe for that. So um, I got, just got to find a way to use it all because I have a ton. So That kombucha we had at Scrub Fest was good. I ordered a SCOBY. Did you? I did. Not, oh. not from the kombucha guy, though. Oh, who is Kombucha King? Because I'm um, Kombucha name. King. Yes. That, okay. That's his name. Good to know. So, he didn't have it anywhere. I'm his fan. I'm like, who are you? Shout out to you, Kombucha King. Yeah. So I'm sorry I didn't buy a Scooby from you, but I promise I will. I was being lazy and it was on a whim and I was like, darn it. I need, I need it now. I need it now. <laughs> and Amazon will bring it to me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I did order one from Amazon. That's supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. So I'll be making wine and kombucha out of the Roselle. Um, and what else have I done with the roselle? I feel like it's everywhere. Yeah. I put it in my salad today it does for lunch. Yum. So good. Yeah. I like it in oatmeal too. Ooh, I see. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that I want to go do is, um, I've got a big oregano patch out in the garden. Oh my gosh. I need too. to harvest some of that. I'm going to make my own oregano oil. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Like an infused olive oil. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you could feed that to your chickens. I want to grow oregano outside of my chicken coop where they can reach it. Yeah. Because like if you have... And not destroy it. Right. If you have coop birds, you'll know <laughs> this. Like they reach out and get the grass as far as they can. And then... So there's like a grass space right. and then the grass. So um, yeah, I want to grow where they can... Some, some rosemary some oregano, some things that they can reach. Just get it. Just get it. And then it it grows back and they just get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my plan at my coop. But yeah, I've got a big patch of oregano too that needs to be harvested for sure. But that's a great idea. Yeah. Like why not do like an infused oregano oil? So I've been reading up on it. Um, You can put the oregano in the olive oil and like simmer it very, very low on the stove Mm -hmm. for a couple hours to like speed up the infusion. Okay. Um, Or you can do it the slow way and just dry the oregano. And then once the oregano is totally dry, put it in a mason jar of olive oil Mm -hmm. and just let it sit. Mm Mm-hmm. I've also read, make sure that it's really dry or it'll go rancid. If there's any water in the herb. I think you could, there, it, it's a botulism yeah, issue it's at a that bo- point. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, you got to be careful there. So I think I might do the stove rope. You know? I mean, <laughs> right. I don't know. I use a miniature <laughs> crock pot to do infused oils. Okay. And it like, um, you know, it just I just leave it on low for like. 24 hours or right. whatever and um, just make sure it's covered over. It's a good and, idea. Do it in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like a, like a fondue size yeah. crock pot. Um, so I've got, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I might do that. Yep. Well, so all the fun things are on the agenda. All the fun things. Yeah. I it's, really feel the favorite season. It is. I really feel renewed. Like mm-hmm. I'm a Florida girl heart, you know, my mm-hmm. heart, I'm a Florida girl. Mm-hmm. I love summer. But it's, I'm really glad to see this summer be over with. Me and too. We're on to a new season. Me it's too. It's cooler. I feel so refreshed. Yeah, <laughs> pushing into the end of October. We're still going to have hot days and we're still going to yeah. sweat in the garden and, and, and all of that. But it's not like our faces aren't melting off. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> like it's not disgusting just to walk outside and right. you're swimming through the air, you know. Yeah. That this this heat this summer just became so oppressive to me and I've never lived anywhere but here. It was. It was so harsh. It was harsh. And yeah, I, I found myself steering clear of the garden. Yeah. A lot of times. Me too. So, so I'm glad that we're on to a new season. Mm-hmm. Um and because there's lots of new things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week talking about something else. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to maybe try to go to the Roselle Festival at the Organic Farm. Saturday. Are we going to try to podcast from there, you think? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. But I thought that might be fun because they're going to do like some Roselle cooking classes. Mm. And I mean, you can go and like harvest Roselle, which I don't need to do. So I'll just do that at my friend Jenny's. Right. We got, we got enough Roselle over here, so. Um, but I thought some of their cooking classes might be fun. So that would be that would be fun. Maybe we'll check that out and learn more. All right. So until next time, later, y'all. Bye.